Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in, you know, I don't do this every week, but I would love if you went over, left a review, left a comment. I listened to all of those. Um, you know, give me some topics sent, sent over to, to Steve at teachups.com. What kind of topics do you want to hear? Um, but before we jump into today's topic, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, I've tried them all and this is, uh, not only, not only how innovative are, but you know, the workouts and, and what, what, what I love about Dr. Dish is they give back to the community. If you, if you follow them on the face on Facebook, if you follow them on Twitter, they're always giving back to the basketball community. And you mentioned coach unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources, it's handouts, it's videos, it's one-on-one calls, it's office hours. It's a coach. It's a, it's a, it's a resource run by a coach for a coach. It's not not an ex-coach, not someone that's been let go, not someone that's um, coaching part-time. This is what I do, um, and Teach Hoops helps me keep the bills on. It helps me put up these podcasts, 13 podcasts a week. Teach Hoops helps me uh, be able to do that, and, and it's a roadmap for you to be successful, and let me help you in this great journey that we call coaching, but let's head off to the podcast. Hello, coaches, and welcome to another episode of Coaching Youth Hoops. Today, we do have a special guest, but before we get to that, uh, remember to head over to coachingyouthhoops.com. Check out our new uh, service that we put together just for you. It has uh, everything you need for your basketball season. If you're a K through eight coach, it's out of the box, just grab and go. It has your basketball practice plans. Uh, it has drills that uh, I've tested, other coaches have tested. Um, everything you need to set up your season, how to communicate with parents, how to commu- communicate with players, all kinds of playbooks, videos, everything. One-stop shop, stop searching Google and YouTube. These these drills and practice plans are all vetted by coaches across the world. So head on over again, head on over to Coaching Youth Hoops uh, and get your copy of that, that huge playbook and library we put together. All right, today, guys, we have a special guest. His name is Coach Bill Powers. Again, another uh, Bay Area coach I'm bringing you guys. Uh, Bill has over 30 years of coaching experience. That is amazing. Uh, he's been a high school coach for both boys and girls. He's also a, a high school teacher. Uh, he's won five league championships, an NCS uh, championship, section championship. He was coach of the year in 2009 for uh, Division One basketball. 
at Monta Vista High School. That's in Danville, California. Uh, 2015, he was awarded with the NCS Section Honor Coach Award. Coach Powers, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Coach, that's a long time coach and holding on and, and quite the accomplishments. Congrats on that. That's amazing. I can't wait to dive into that a little bit more and your background. Uh, sorry, I interrupted here, but I was just like, man, 30 years coaching. Good for you. Yeah, as I said to you earlier, I mean, I still feel like when I drive in this morning, we had open gym and uh, I drove up with the same excitement that I did 30 years ago. Uh, it hasn't hasn't changed hasn't changed a bit. You got open gym in the morning. Yeah, we have open gym uh, on three days a week at six a.m. We go six a.m. to seven a.m. I love that. When I was at when I was coaching at Dale Cell, you know that's when the freshman boys practiced in the morning at six. You know it's hard at first, but then they always seem to appreciate it. And I got a little pushback uh, wanting to start that early, but I love that time. I just think I don't know. It gets your mind ready, gets your set, and and then they have the rest of the afternoon to focus on homework or whatever else they're doing, right? Exactly. Other sports too. So, uh, so today's topic, we're going to talk about, and I think this is a real teaching topic, uh, basically how to hold yourself as a coach accountable to your players. So when I asked you what was kind of your passion point, uh, this is something that you brought up. Uh, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but please, you know, go into what we had talked about and what the subject of today will be. Sure. Um, it's a quote that I heard uh, probably about 15 years ago by Mike Leach. He then was the head coach of Texas Tech uh, football. Um, he moved a couple different places. Unfortunately, he passed away not too long ago. Um, at that time, he was the football coach at Mississippi State. Um and he said that with players and, and as we watch the game and as players play, that we're either as coaches teaching it or allowing it to happen. We're either teaching it or allowing it to happen. So I think my perspective on that is it keeps me from yelling, we practice that, uh, we never do that at practice, you know, in some way separating myself from the mistakes that are happening and generally they're targeted towards other people to hear to get me off uh, the hook uh right and, and i think that's that's really smart and as we said we're both guilty of it guilty I've of said saying it. it uh but it, let's unpack that a little bit because i think that's in this world of it's everybody else's problem not me right that goes for coaches as well uh, and you know, we all have to take accountability and be responsible for um, our mistakes as coaches, as players, as as parents, right? As well, you know, that goes along with it. They have to accept responsibility. And, you know, we all have to work together in this community, so to speak, this basketball community, right? Of players, coaches, refs, administration, um, to. Parents. Yeah, parents. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, and, you know, knowing that the coaches have we're trying to we're doing our best. Um, and I think if we take on this, this exact philosophy of taking responsibility as a coach for the mistakes that are happening on the court. But I'm going to challenge you on this one a little bit because and I want to learn and I know our coaches want to learn from this as well, is we do practice stuff. Let's just keep it real simple. Let's say um, I don't know. Keep, uh, our our offense, right? It's probably a lot of times where it comes up, right? Pass, cut, screen. We work on it every day in practice, okay? So I pass, I either cut or screen, okay? So most players, what do they do? They pass and they stand still. We didn't work on that in practice, right? Right, right. So how do you, how do you take responsibility for that? And what's a coach to do when that happens? Yeah, well, I think the responsibility, and as I, I appreciate you posing it the way that you did, it's who is the statement for? Uh, if I call you over and, mm -hmm. hey, Bill, like, we do not practice passing and standing. Like, what are you doing? Let's go. Uh -huh. That's one thing for him and I to hear. It's another, yeah. it is said for 
the parents or the spectators that are behind me who I'm trying to, like I said, I think I said earlier, remove responsibility. So mm-hmm. it more is who is it, who needs to hear it um, and why do they need to hear it? I yeah. think this is that that's sort of the separate because it, it's not like not getting on a kid. It's not uh, having high expectations during games for do it, you know, to do the work that we practice. But it's just a matter of sometimes we just use that too easily, and we and we it, it almost like removes the responsibility of the mistake from myself if I'm if I go down that path. Yeah, yeah, because then it's just it's a it's a uh, crutch to say, well, Hey, it's not me. It's them. I mean, practice this every day. And you know, they're losing because of them, not because of me. Right. Practice yeah, layups I, every day. And we're, you know, we only make 30% in a game. That's on them, not on me. Yeah. And right? I think it, it, and, and I think, you know, I, for, for a, for a K through eight coach, who may not be able to, you know, practice that often. Um, so maybe there's going to be, uh, more mistakes that might happen because you're not practicing five days a week. It's, right. It makes you think, well, if, if we're missing the lit, maybe I'm not doing the right drill. Um, and, and it's, and it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not disappointed or upset or, you know, a, a point of frustration in a game, but at the end of it, we have to go back. Okay. Maybe I'm not doing the right drill. Maybe there's not enough. We're doing it dummy without defense. Maybe I need mm-hmm. to make more contact. Maybe it needs to be in a live setting. So, Holding on to it just makes me watch film a little bit differently, have my practice plans created a little bit differently. My coaches are held to a different standard um, mm-hmm. that we always want to take ourselves. And it, it, uh, just as an example, if I may. Yeah. Uh, even within an open gym, we have a, a freshman who played freshman basketball. And we were talking about the importance next season of running. We want, really want to be better mm-hmm. at running. Um, and just running up the floor in transition and being more consistent when we do it. And he said something to, to the effect of, well, well, this kid's name, you know, he, he might be hard for him. He, he wouldn't do that. Like I just looked at him. I said, well, if he didn't do it, who's, who's responsible for it? Like you, yeah. the, the, the freshman coach is responsible. And, and we say it in a way that nobody, you know, doesn't have to be taken personally, it's just you. We coached a kid for a year. If he's not doing it, well, yeah. Let's just start with us. Start with me, and then we can we can figure out other reasons why the kid might not have done it after. But we have to keep ourselves front and center. And I think a, a, an offshoot of this same thinking is when you're doing a drill or teaching a drill. Okay, so you're teaching a new drill. And quote unquote, the kids are just not getting it. They're not performing at a standard that you think they should, right? Uh, we two things can happen. Well, two things can happen. One is you continue to to do that yep. drill the same way until the you you know you basically you spend you know thirty minutes on a ten minute drill until they get yep. it. Yep. Or and I think this is what you're saying. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is stop that drill and throw it out for now look at the film or look at you know regroup with your coaches and say okay this is on us we're not teaching it the right way is that kind of is that another in practice example yeah, yeah yeah definitely and i think both of your examples are there's there's a reason for it sometimes you know it's at a point in the season where we're going to do it for 30 just just to kind of prove a point to make you tired, to make you have to deal with fatigue and the teaching that goes along with it. Um, It's probably not going to create the, it's not the best learning environment, but it Mm -hmm. might be a teaching environment in the sense that you can, you, you can do this or you can get through this, or sometimes it's going to be difficult. And maybe at that point, and I would say strongly that if you get to that moment where it's a 10 minute on the practice plan and you're going from 11 minutes to 25, those 14, 15 minutes, it's not so much the skill that you're trying to teach, but how are these kids responding? Are they going 
like we're we're a no palms up program. That's a that's a that's a non-negotiable. We do not allow our kids to go palms up. Can the can they go through that difficult point where it's they clearly aren't getting it, but they're still showing they're still going to next play. Um, they're not getting frustrated, if you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna if it's you know setting up a screen and they right. just can't get it. If they didn't get it at five. They're not going to get it in 15 minutes. <laughs> However, what you can learn about that player and what you learn about your, your players is how do how does he or she deal with the adversity of, I want to go to the next drill. I don't want to do this, but will they still, you know, still give you the, the effort that you're looking for? Are they giving in? Are they giving in to the, to the, to time, the fatigue, the coaching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to teach the skill and you're really concerned about the skill, well, you better stop at 10 because they're not, I don't think, I don't think it's going to get better. Um, right. You can still learn something about your team and about your player that you can then, then you can draw back to it after practice. Hey, hey God, you, we did a great job. We didn't get it, but nobody ever gave up. Nobody stopped trying. Nobody started, nobody went palms up. Nobody started yelling at each other because, you know, it was the screener's fault. No, it's the cutter's fault. And, Hmm. So I think that you can gain from it, but if you think you're going to be getting like actually teaching the the skill, it's probably not going to happen. So if don't be- listener. Oh, sorry. Uh, if for our listeners, uh, what do you mean palms up? Palms up means that uh, you know what am I what am I supposed to do? I've done everything. It yeah. it is it's kids do it, players yeah. do it, adults do it to give you the idea. I've done everything I can. And frankly, I'm a person that doesn't believe that anybody on the floor is probably doing everything that they can do. So uh, I really have a problem with kids. And I've seen it. I saw it in the in our in our championship game in 2007. I saw a player who was one of the toughest minded players who played on one of the toughest minded teams by one of the toughest minded coaches that in the country. The kid came out, we were up four or five with like maybe two two minutes to go. And he came up, didn't get the ball, and he went palms up. Mm. And I have chills as I say that because I turned to my assistant and I said, we're going to win this game. Even though it was a, only a two-possession game and we were probably playing a better team. Because when you go palms up, that means you what – else, what else am I supposed to do? And I don't want our players to think, what else am I – because there could have been something. Change your speed, change your angle you know, stop, better spacing. There's too many things to, to, to be like, eh, what I'm, ah. and they use it to like, they like, like they're supposed to be off the hook because they do it. And it's, so that's, well, that's, we're, let's dive into that a little, because I, I you know, definitely that, you know, um, uh, you know, again, I've, I've said to, I, I know I've said to my coaches, um, what am I, what else are we supposed to do? Right. But let's let's dive into the player side of that. You know, they're um, uh, they're young, right? They don't know. They, you know, they only have X number of years of experience playing this game. Um, and how do you teach that? No palms yeah. up. Uh, where they like, coach? I just don't know, right? I, I, you know, I know how to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And you're asking me to do something else in addition to that. But I it's like, you know, if I if, you know, you told me, hey, um, we're going to take a test on uh, on uh, tomorrow. Right. And the test is on, you know, English, math and science and geometry. And I say to you, uh, but uh, I don't know geometry. Right. And you expect me to take the test on geometry? I, I can't, you know, I, you know yeah, you're going what there, am I supposed yeah. to do, right? Yeah. So I'm just yeah. using that as an example, right? You know, and I'd love to hear because that is, I think that does come up more often than we think. And, you know, now that we're having this conversation, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, I did that. Or I've heard my players say it in some fashion, form or fashion. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I, it isn't that you don't have questions. It isn't that a player isn't um, – um, it's not that a player doesn't – I mean, a player can still un- not understand something. A player could still be mm-hmm. struggling 
something. Um, and there's a way with your body language and your words to say that without going palms up because the, um, the mistake happens and you, and, and it's, I think what I'm thinking more is you've taken the geometry test or you've, you've had that moment mm-hmm. and then you're looking back and your response is in result to, well, what else am I supposed to do? Cause, um, so I, I think it's more, um, of a response to something that you have some knowledge of mm-hmm. and you're, um, kind of using it as I think maybe you might even have said it as no, I think you were referring to the coaches as a yeah. crutch right. of like, so I, I don't, yeah, I, I'm not sure if it, if, the, if it's the perfect um, analogy of a geometry test when you haven't studied <laughs> geometry, right. just because we, we, you know, we work through and Hey, it's early in the season. You're not going to know things. Right. Uh, so I think it's, it's, and if I may just take yeah. a, just, a little shift on that not putting players in a position where they would feel badly about making a mistake or feel like they would have to go because you can't really challenge kids until we've taught them well enough. So when you start out early in the season, Mm -hmm. there's really not much reason to be too like to be barking at players too often. It's not until we've taught it, we've drilled it, we've, we've played it live. We've, you know, we've gone through all of the teaching to then you, then you can start holding a player to a higher standard. But, and, and I know that a lot of the listeners are coaching kids that are, you know, maybe eight years old, 10 years old. So uh, it's a, it's a little bit different, but you're still, you know, we've got to teach it before we can put them in a situation where they're like, would feel like they would want to have to go palms up. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, just a good saying is palms up, right? Don't go palms up. I love that because it's short, it's quick, right? Uh, but the, I think going back to what you were saying about. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Giving the kids what they need. Uh, again, if you think about it, well, let me, let me, let me address it this way. It, I think it just boils down to accountability, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and saying, you know, for example, um, you know, kid, oh, coach didn't teach me that and he's expecting me to do that. Well, okay. That might be the case, but ask, right? So we, as, as coaches, we need to educate kids, the kids, right? Well, I'm, I might be asking you to do something that you haven't done before, but then ask questions, right? Or I don't yeah. understand. And I think that empowers the kids to be part of the, the the process. So how do you incorporate that into the way you, you're you coaching your kids? And then to empower them to ask those questions and teach them versus, yeah. you know, yeah. blaming you and, and right? Right, right. Right. Yeah. You create the space, create the space for the communication. I mean, well, mm-hmm. we're, we're going down a lot of paths because yeah. it, it's yeah, exactly. all, it's going to come down to trust. Like you have to build mm-hmm. that trust. They have to mm-hmm. trust you as a coach. Um, and that's important. And they have, you know, it's like, like that you've, we've heard it. Like it's not, you know, it's not what, how much we know. It's just, you know, how much they believe that we care about them. And then they'll, then, they'll be excited 
about what we know. So, uh, but I think it's giving them space to be able to communicate, to mm-hmm. teach them when to communicate. Cause sometimes it's the, the, the coaching doesn't need a response because when kids respond, they're, you know, you're coaching them. And then if they feel like they're, they're going to respond now, they're thinking about their response and they're not thinking about mm, mm, mm-hmm. what you're telling them. Um, I don't want to know why you made a banana cut when you should have made a hard cut. <laughs> right. I want you hard cut, but then you also have to create space for them to, you know, do you understand the why the why is the critical piece, right? The yeah, why yeah, yeah. just, you know, whatever, listeners are going to take from this. I can tell you one thing about angles that the game of basketball is about really about three things and it's timing, spacing and angles. You can run whatever you're running. So just a, a nugget for, you know, I mean, you, you can just, you don't have to make it more complicated than it needs to be to just have good timing, have good spacing, have good angles. But so with a player, you just have to make sure that they do have the space and time to, to ask questions and feel like, you're going to answer the question and that they can come to you at the right. You just have to teach them what the right time is. You know, we we have two practices a week and we only have an hour each day. Like yeah. it might not be in the middle of that, that you're going to ask me this question about the just trust. And then we'll talk afterwards and Hey, Hey Bill, what do you understand this? You have, you still have a question about this. You look like you were a little confused. Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Keep notes of when they, you know, those points of confusion and then address it at the end of practice. That's a good, yeah, that's a good, that's a good takeaway. Uh, And let's go back to what you said before, because I think this is part of the solution as well, is that trust factor is, you know, you know, back when we were growing up, it's like, you, you know, you did whatever the coach told you to do, right? You just did it, right? Today, it's not quite the same way. But I also think maybe coaches did a better job of of some of them, right? Building that trust or showing that they cared. Uh, how do you do that? Start So start at your level, start at the high school level. And then how does a, you know, fifth grade mom who's coaching their kids plus, you know, all the, the other community yeah. kids, how do they do that? Sure. Sure. I think, I think you build the trust. Like I build the trust in my players by making them understand that I care about them. Well, more than just them as a forward or a point guard or a center. Um, It's teaching beyond, beyond. Well, one of the things that we say a lot at, at, Mm -hmm. at Auckland's high school where I coach is you got to separate performance from identity. So I, I don't want them to believe that all of my, you know, anything, any of my feelings towards them is going to be based on performance. I don't want them to feel that. Mm. And so we, we, we talk constantly about things other than basketball. So that they know that I care about them as a human being first, and then as a basketball player second. Right. Um, and, and I, and, and that's a continual, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, <laughs> vary on on certain days um and i think it builds trust also even go back to you know where we started if if i'm not if if they know that i'm going to take full responsibility for what's happening and that i always will take responsibility at the end of the day uh in regards to this is my team and you know i'm responsible for all that goes on Mm -hmm. at least they appreciate that and that's that's a piece of the trust. Um, I think how the how the the mom who's coaching a fifth grade kid and the her maybe her own and then the community. I think you build trust. You you have less time. Yeah. But you yeah. build trust from having really organized practices mm. that show that you care about their well being on the court. I don't think you have as much time because you still have to, you're coaching basketball. So you don't have as much time for the after practice or the pre-practice or calling them in at lunchtime at, you know, go, go meet in a classroom. 
So I think the trust comes in the fact that you're um, you're organized and you you're you're not confused about what you're teaching and mm. you're doing the best that you can do. That then they can trust that in that way you have their best interest. Um, so I think it's it it. That's a good that that's great, Bill. Because I think that you're you're dead on. Uh, you know, it's like you have six days a week you know, uh, during the season. And like you said, now you're doing open gyms three days a week and you, you're seeing those, uh, you know, in, case, in your case, the boys come in spending a tremendous amount of time. I was just talking to one of my gals too. Uh, she was gone for three weeks. And I said, do you realize that's the longest time that I have not seen you since <laughs> your sophomore year? Right? right. And we just like, she was just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, uh, and, you know, but at the at the younger grades, uh, what you said is gold, which is be organized, have a great practice plan. Uh, so, you know, you, you can build trust that way through your knowledge. Right. And of course, you know, yeah. they're still loving on the kids as much as they can. And yeah, know, bring them some cupcakes once in a while. And then, you know, you'll see how quickly that trust builds right there. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. You pull that in. Don't leave. Don't make that the. <laughs> Yeah. And, and 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 to that coach and and I'm sure in other uh episodes you guys have talked about this and and you as you know practice plans being very important to you. Yeah. Uh, Cuz you wouldn't market practice plans if practice plans weren't important. It's your passion. It's yeah. you know, and one of the best ways to to mess up a really good practice is to have a really good drill. Everything's going great. Practice yeah. is great. And now you get to this drill and you forgot the one thing. What's the rotation of the drill? And once you <laughs> once you lose that and now you get a bunch of kids telling you what's the best way to rotate, yeah. you 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 were there and I'm telling you it's <laughs> it's ten point lead that now ends up in a four point loss. Oh my gosh, and, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. I, I, I've I've had it happen. <laughs> the drills are important, but man, yeah. do not it what is going to be the rotation who's going off who's going on yeah. and don't let once the kids start it's now you got and now you get frustrated as a coach because and they're only really trying to help you but so please do not miss coaches don't miss that piece uh of of what will and and i would always in the plans i would always write it down yeah i would I write it yeah. and always write the emphasis so i know what i'm teaching i don't lose sight of that yeah, what's the what's the why? What's the the major point? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, we, you know, I spend a tremendous amount of time practice planning, and obviously, I've created a business out of it to help coaches so they can understand it. Because you know, they don't, you know, it's 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 fall. They're that's when they start thinking about basketball again, right? And then right. they're searching everywhere and finding you know finding drills to do for their season it's like okay forget about it like that's a lot of work we've done it for you done the hard hard work and hard lifting and i'm constantly learning right still about how to do run an effective practice uh i'm going to see uh actually he's coming up on a future podcast uh, uh another great coach in our area um doc and i'm headed down to watch one of his practices so i hear I don't know if you ever sat in on one. Oh, his, but... yeah, oh, I I didn't coach girls basketball long. Mm -hmm. uh, for I coached it for a season, uh, but when I got hired, I I reached out to Doc because yeah, you just I and I would encourage your coaches that listen, reach out to people. They yes. yeah. coach right. will respond to you for the most part. They. You know, and if if one person doesn't respond, don't don't stop there. Like, be willing to have somebody not email you back or call you back. And and a guy like Doc, he took me under the wing. And and one of the things that that he said that was so important of, you know, is just a lot of times people talk about basketball IQ, and that has a very broad understanding. Like, what is basketball IQ? But I don't say that anymore, and it's because of Doc Shepler. He says it, that um, it's about vision, decision, execution. He breaks it down to vision, decision, mm -hmm. execution. What does the player see? What's the decision that they make based on what they see? And then what's the execution? 
And so generally it's one of those things. And a lot of times they see it right, right. They make the right decision, but the execution is incorrect. So he's not going to talk about a player as he doesn't use the, the wording basketball IQ. I don't use it any longer. We're like, what did you see? Mm -hmm. What's the decision? Like you saw it and you, 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 you threw a bounce path and um, you know, but maybe the, the, there was something about the execution of the bounce pass. So vision, decision, execution, you hold that in your teaching and it will, it's a, it's a little bit of a game changer. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. I talk about, uh, I, I, I never used the ba- word basketball IQ. I just talk about decision-making. Yeah. Right? Uh, but yeah, no vision, decision, execution. I like that. I'm going to steal that one. Uh, and that's the thing about what we do, right? We steal and share and borrow from other coaches and, uh, you know, and, and I think that's an important piece, you know, on this podcast, we try to break the game down into small nuggets, but it really is a simple game. It's a simple, uh, you know, you said it before, what did you say? You had another, um, uh, timing, spacing, angles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, that's the game. All right, timing, spacing, and angles. Uh, you know, hitting the hitting the the cutter at the right time, or setting the screen at the right time, keeping your the, the spacing on the floor on the court, right? The spacing even when you're setting a screen, um, and then the angles at which you come off that screen or attack or um, or even play defense for that matter too, right? So, um, well, yeah. and can I say something to that, and and hopefully I'm not going to you know offend anybody on here or or. People that have, and I've said these things, okay, you, you know, but people will say on offense, they teach offense, if you're not moving, you know, something's wrong. Hmm. And I would, I would caution someone when they're teaching spacing, timing, angles, teaching anything. At some point, you have to stop so that you can read, but where you stop is important. And if you're going to stop, right. you should be behind the yeah. three point line or you should be wide. Like, but yeah. to teach a kid to think that he should all or she should always be moving, it becomes difficult to read things if you're yeah. constantly, you know, in motion. Um, you shouldn't stand too long, but standing is okay. It's just where where a player is standing, and so yeah. teach instead of teaching them they should always be moving. They that that, that what we want to teach is when we stop, make sure that you've stopped wide. So that now you're not clogging spacing and yeah. Well, that goes back to the timing, timing of when to stop and how long. It's all about timing, right? right? It's the timing right. piece, and that that totally makes sense. Okay, let's go back to uh, uh, the palms up uh, discussion, uh, and so kind of just recapping that it's it's the idea of holding you as a coach accountable for what's happening on the court, what's happening in practice, uh, not pushing the blame on the kids. It, that's also a culture standard, right? That I'm assuming yeah. is part of what you, you know, you create in every, in all of your cultures is, you know, don't push the blame on someone else. What did you do? What was your part? Uh, can you maybe talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it it is born out of a culture of um, accountability. Um, it's born out of a culture of always not, not being afraid to make a mistake. I mean, that's so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is so important. I mean, that is uh, hopefully our coaches are teaching the game in a way that players are okay with making mistakes. John Wooden said it. Uh, very well that, you know, the, the best teams are the teams that make the most mistakes. Just don't make the same mistakes. Right. But you, right. you yeah. want to, you want to encourage the mistakes. Um, and so a player can make a mistake and then not feel like that's that that would be his or her outlet. Um, there's a, there's a sports psychologist, Graham Beckhart who teaches palms down. He's a, he's a local guy here. Um, really, you know, if anybody's interested in mind skills and, um, maybe we can get he, him on the podcast too. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was huge. Um, but it's, it's, it's just avoiding that sense that, um, you know, there's not, 
removing responsibility from a moment. I think mm-hmm. like, as I do that, I like, guess I'm saying that I just, just the way that you feel when you do that. Um, I want my players to feel like they have, that there's always something that they can do, something they mm-hmm. could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that feeling of, of it's almost confusion. Like a kid asked me the other day, like I'm kind mm-hmm. of confused and I, I'm one that I really, and you know, the times are the times. I think a lot of kids got confused. A lot of the world got confused in the pandemic yeah. and, and, and we're in, and not that palms up didn't happen before, but as a teacher, I would hear that a lot. Like, I'm just confused. I'm confused. And I, I really try to temper that in my players. I don't, it doesn't mean that, that it's, you know, if, if you're not clear, you're not clear, but I try, I don't want them saying I'm confused. I think that's another one. Really? You're confused. Well, have you done X, Y, and Z? And most times you haven't done those things. So it's just too early to be, I'm confused or what am I supposed to do? And, now the championship game that I told you about that was yeah. 30 of just you know basically being guarded by Steph Curry and um or or guarded the way that Steph Curry is guarded. I mean we 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 hounded him it was hard it was you know but yeah that's that's a different that was a little bit of a different deal um that makes sense. And talk about, I think this is an important topic too that comes off of this is the parent player coach inter- interactions. Um, again, going back to, um, you know, the parents pushing blame on the coach and not holding their kids accountable. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How do you address that? You probably haven't had any complaints in your 30 years. So oh, yeah, this never. This is all foreign never, to you, never. but... Well, yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I said, and, and there's a, there's a, so many. I mean, this is this is an entire podcast. Um, okay. But one thing that I've said to my players more recently, mm-hmm. and I said it early on, this you know, you want to separate performance from identity. Mm-hmm. Separate performance from identity, and I, mm-hmm. I I think parents need to do the same thing. Like sometimes, you know. Uh, Johnny's a really good player. That must mean that I'm a really good parent. Uh, Jane is not so good. And so then I take it somewhat personally and I feel like I can't walk in the gym. I got to sort of like, Oh my goodness, she's not playing. And like, no, like it's, so it, it's, it's not pushing. And one of the most important things that, that parents can do um, for their son or daughter after a game is if the player does not play and they come out of the locker room, they have it just, they, they, they got to see a smile. They've, they've got to see you happy. Mm-hmm. Even maybe mm-hmm. you're inside your seething or whatever you're upset, but mm-hmm. you, cause my fear is, and I hope, and I have kids now that are playing about, you know, my son is, is nine and he's playing and, my daughters are playing softball. And so I'm going to be in this situation. Um, I, I don't want them to associate my happiness as a parent with their playing time. Yeah. And I just, as, as, as for the parents that are on that, that listen to this, you know, it's so important that you greet them with a smile and they come out because then it's like, well, if I played more, maybe you'd be happier. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be careful that that's, that's being construed in that way. Yeah, that's 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 really great advice. So, what happens though in that situation? You're in the car ride home, and um, give us some more advice here. Let's let's start with this player. Mom, I didn't get to play that much today, or I never get to play. Coach hates me. Right. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm driving now. What do I say to my son or daughter in your through your eyes, looking through this lens of accountability? Right. Well, one thing I I do is um, I. 
ask my son or daughter right now, do you want to hear anything? Like mm. I, I don't start. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and well, can I, can I just back up to what I say to my players? Yeah. That sometimes if I, 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 I go to my players and, and try to avert this. Um, and I'll say multiple times early, I'll say it in the summer, like we start playing summer league and they're getting to know me. And if maybe, you know, it, maybe the first or second game somewhere in there that when you, if someone wants to engage in conversation about your teammate, about, you know, the mistakes that they made or, you know, kind of the things that we're talking about, like you said, yeah. in the car, that what I want our players to say is that's my teammate. And I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about my teammate. And if you want to go rebound for me, let's go get some shots up or you want to go play, we'll go dribble or what, but I'm not going to engage in conversation about my teammate. And so I really make sure that, that they're protective of their team, their teammate. And cause you know, a lot of stuff that can happen in a locker room can in those first five minutes can really be damaged. Yeah. Um, so that is where I try to avert it from the player. I think coaches should communicate with parents. I, I you know, I, I think there should be a lot of communication. I don't, don't, I would suggest or, or, or encourage coaches that are on here at any of the levels to welcome the conversation with, with parents. If you put a shield up, like you're not going to talk, I'm not going to talk to you. I just think it, you know, it's like the referee. It's like the referee that doesn't want to engage with you. Only that, that only makes it worse. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't temper the problem. It just, it just escalates it. So, um, you know, obviously there needs to be parameters that get created, but, don't don't I, man, I want to say don't I just I would encourage the conversation with parents and it, you can diffuse a lot by having open line of communication. You're not going to win every battle. You're, you know, some sometimes it's just, you know, it's just going to be one of the situations. But and that, that, and that, that goes to the grade school level, too. Right. You're going to, uh, you know, it, there's still lots of complaining down there. You know, even if you don't think there are, there's parents in the stands complaining about the way you run the game and uh, what have you. And I think over communicating with parents on a weekly basis, of just little things, what happened in practice, right? Um, what you're learning that week or what, what your focus is uh, for that week. Uh, you well, know, and if you want to build, so. you want to build yeah. the trust. If you do like, a, just take the time to do a 15 minute weekly email. Say, right. Hey, what we're doing right. and, is these are the things and this is what's you know this is what we're focusing on and this is where we you know I, I just I think that is you know 15 minutes of time that could really be valuable it would be it would the dividends would be yeah. would be great to something like that and that's where you I, don't go up like well what the parents they they know whatever I do well whatever you do have you have you done a weekly email or have you done a you know, sometimes you, you do a beginning of the season talk. Did you do a mid-season talk and, mm -hmm. uh, with your parents? So that's the whole palm up. That's the whole we practice well. You know, just as coaches, as much as we can hold responsibility for what's happening, it just yeah. it just makes us look at all angles. We don't catch it all. You can't, you can't catch it all. But no. No. You, no, if you wait in your scope, you're going to catch more. Yeah. Well, uh, coach, let's let's wrap this up. Let's uh, give me a few takeaways. So, again, the 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 focus of this, you know, the palms up, the holding you accountable. Um, if if any mess, what's the one message or a few points that you wanted uh, our list, the listeners, the other coaches out there to take away from today in our conversation? Um, well, number one, your thank you for coaching. <laughs> Right. Um, Amen, I yeah. think uh, I would say reach out to people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's OK to be to, to be inexperienced. It's OK to um, to have weaknesses. I think it's I have them. I still have them. Uh, and I'm you know, I'm just going to continue to to try to learn so that I can lessen them. Um, I think. 
you know, we could go, I could like, like this, this just when you challenge your players during a game, just make sure you, you you're doing it for the right reason. And it's not to remove the responsibility. That's, that's where this whole thing started from, right? I, I can't yell at my players these things that would potentially remove responsibility from the mistake that they're making and me as their coach. I'm always connected with that. And I want them to be connected. I want all coaches to be connected and to live those words of Mike Leach because it makes us practice better. It makes us research more. It makes us make that extra mm-hmm. phone call because – Ultimately, if my players are going palms up, it's on me. Uh, if you come watch us play and we're not doing the things that I've either said on this podcast or well, Rick Majerus said it, you know, another rest in peace person that maybe people who don't know who he is, you know, he'd be a good guy to Google. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you have some resources of it. You can he could, he would walk in a gym and be able to tell right away what the three most important things are to your, without you telling them, he can just see it. You can hear it. You can feel it inside a gymnasium. So I think, you know, think about what are the couple things that they want to teach and, um, and then, and then, yeah, teach them and keep, keep going back to, are they looking the way that you want them to look and use practice time to change them? get yeah. those practice plans that, you know, you have full and, yes. and yeah. Yeah, no coach that that's good. And, and, and I completely agree. And I think the, the, this idea of holding yourself as the coach accountable, um, you can take that on the practice field or, or court and, or in life. Uh, but again, there's always that correlation between basketball and life. And I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one to instill in the players at a young age is hold yourself accountable. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love the way you incorporate that into the the idea of basketball and, and you know, the palms up analogy. I love analogy. I love things that you can talk about, right? I mean, you can right. see, you know, your palms up, right? Because we're all there and we all get that, right? So I love that. Um, Coach Powers, amazing. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know I appreciate it appreciated it i know coaches um, our listeners uh will appreciate and there's a lot of nuggets uh that you you threw down today in your 30 plus years of experience we appreciate you taking the time and if they want to reach out to me you can always make my information available to them at email address or yeah you want to just say it right now and then i'll put it in the show notes too so yeah sure they could reach out to uh bill powers b-i-l-l P-O-W-E-R-S 2023 at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to respond and anything I could do to help them in their experience in coaching. Awesome, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to hear more of these, <laughs> go over and uh, join teachhoops.com. A uh, 14-day free trial allows us allows us to do this, and then subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Um, tell us how. Tell us what you want to hear in the future. Steve at teachups.com. All right, have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.